you. Or now. About to witness. The awesome. Crushing of my of the U.S. Robinson Show Stopper! Yeah. Welcome, my friends, to a show that never ends. Guys, an old jacket. This is round number one, four, five. I am your host, Eugenius Robinson. We'll let Stigmata play us in like they have since 2007. Back when the show was knuckle up. And now we got a year-end show. But first, <laughs> first, Bob Riley's going to sing us in. No more love to <laughs> hunting the beat. Seriously. See, we get shot to death in a nightclub. And they hit your car with a hammer. Now has something else to worry about. Get stealing Tito Ortiz. And his plans for the pandemic. But let Bob say it all. But I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right, all right, all right. And welcome, my friends, to a show that apparently seemingly never so as long as you're here, I'll be here. And like Mr. Lamb once said, Mr. Land once said, uh, as long as I got money in my pocket, I'm going to guarantee you. <laughs> who gave you that gift? Please, memoir for Christmas. This is somebody who didn't like you very much. Anyway, well, actually, you know, please, uh, what? It's Kitas. If I had the if I if I had the twenty five percent rule with any band and wanted to kill a if you could kill a member of a band that would improve the quality of the band, it would be to kill Anthony Kitas. I'm not saying you should kill Anthony Kitas because that gets you kicked off of platforms. I'm just saying if you were playing that game, you could put a little X across the eyes of an Anthony Kitas character, and that band would still be well, that would be a good band. Uh, yeah, but you know he's a he's a poet and a prophet. With all the hand jive. But let's get the commercials out of the way so I can talk about what's happened. So, uh, commercials. Well, here, this is the last one as uh, the Annus Horribilis of 2020 comes to an end. But, uh, you know, uh, Bongo said it best. You know, that great Irish singer, Houston, also known as Bongo from the band Me Too. Um, he said it best. He goes, nothing changes on New Year's Day. However, the number does change, so we'll go with that. But this is the last show of this number, which means i got to put all the other shows in patreon.com slash stomperville or the stomper where you can, uh, yeah, where you can uh, 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 donate if you're so inclined, or you can send it to pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal, uh, PayPal the money directly. Uh, there's Cash App and... and and Venmo, I got those two. I just don't remember. I just don't remember what the, the addresses are. But some of you have it. So post it if you if you want to share. There are plenty of ways that you can you can make it possible. Like, for example, I got the new phone. So that, that's the music coming off the phone. The computer has still got duct tape on it. And it's deep, what we would call in other circumstances delaminating. But that's that's done. We're what? Where was it? Four minutes of commercials. That's not bad. So two minutes of music, two minutes of commercials. We're in. 
So let me explain some, what's happened. Okay, so the Lydian Spin, Lydia Lunch has a podcast called the Lydian Spin, and they've had people on like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get to the colon, Colin Powell, colonoscopy. I'm going to get to that in a second. So I, I got all, look, I got all my, I got all my, I got all my stuff right here. <laughs> Recticare. <laughs> stuff for your anus. So we'll get to that in a second. So um, uh, Lydia has a show called The Lydia and Spin that she does with Tim Dahl, who's in Retrovirus with her and a bunch of other bands, Walter we Weasel, Walter, Walter Weasel, who's in the Flying Lutenbachers. And uh, um, so the, they, you know, they have a show. They've had me in the show before. They've got a lot of, you know, from Jerry Stahl to, you know, people that you wouldn't expect, David Yao. So if you're into that type of music, these names or that literature, these people names me. So they've had me on the show, nice enough to have me on the show. Lydia, who sang on Oxbow's record, King of the Jews, and has been a fan and a friend since about the 80s. Um, so they said, okay, we're going to do a New Year's Eve show. We're going to record it sat Sunday at 3. And so we start the show, and I'm on the version. There are two versions, so half an hour versions. I'm on with Danita Sparks from L7. It's me, Weasel Walter. Uh, Tim Dahl, Lydia, uh, uh, Simon Slater, the whole, you know, the, the tech guy. And I'm, I might be crappy and forgetting somebody. I don't think I am. And so um, they say at the beginning of the show, they say they don't know about the intestinal problems I've been having, right? They don't know. They say, okay, look, we want, because we're going to edit this and then rerun this on New Year's Eve, we want everybody to be, you know, toasting. So I go, okay, I'll get my, my Gorbachev shot glass. Um, um, <laughs> I get my Gorbachev shot glass and I, I, you know, so I'm looking through the house, you know, the show's already started. So I don't want to be that jerk off with just an empty seat and I can't find anything to put in the shot glass except some like 10 year old brandy. Right. So I put the brandy in the shot glass. Now, intestinally, my, my stomach is fine now. It was never my stomach or my intestines, but what started to happen is, well, yeah, I, I had, uh, I had uh, a, a compacted bowel, if you must know. Um, and not only, like I said before on last week's show, I have destroyed toilets all over the world. I destroyed toilets in Vegas. I have destroyed toilets. I've destroyed them everywhere. You, you take steroids and you eat lots of protein, it's going to happen. Well, uh, now there, there is raw sewage out in front of the house. So, I, again, three monster fucking poops. <laughs> Three monster poops destroyed the sewage. Like where they read the water meter, there's raw sewage coming. I, I called them and they were like, eh, it's not our responsibility. The water people go, I go, oh, okay, let me put it this way. Next time you come to read the meter to charge us for the water that we use, it will be below four inches of brackish shit water. Brackish shit water, right? That's what it's below. Brackish shit water. And they go, okay, we'll call sanitation for you. So they call sanitation and then I say, look, I know. I got, the, I got the thing. I got the little chart. I know it's on the city side of, of the piping. Don't try to stick me with this cash-wise. Fix it. So I've been calling them all day. They haven't fixed it. So whatever. So that wasn't the, the bowel's okay. You got it out. But when you put something like that out, there's all this anal tearing. You guys asked. So this is don't, don't, don't. No, you got to listen to this because it, it ties into the show. So, so now, anal tearing. So this, let me tell you, if you eat, if you eat really spicy, you're one of those like hot sauce guys. There's that one penis in the anus that they make, you know, with the ghost peppers and that stuff just, you know, just, you know, just drives right. It hurts going in. It hurts going through. It hurts coming out. That's mild. That's mild. Add, add actual physical tears enough so that three toilet bowls full of blood. So I'm like easy. I said I'm not eating anything but soup for three days. I'm fine. Two weeks out, I shouldn't be in just going through this. Try to go to a drive to the to the woods yesterday for a walk with the kid. Can't even sit. I gotta like sit leaning like this to drive because it hurts too much, right? So uh, finally, like I take care of it last night. I wake up. I feel tentative. Oh, they say I have a hard boiled egg. Ease out. But you know they say I'm I'm an artist. I want to participate in the show. So I get my Gorbachev shot glass, and I fill it with this, like, 10-year-old brandy, not, not thinking 
you know, not thinking about the fact that I have nothing in my stomach, right? And so I, 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 take, I take about half of this and, uh, uh, before I start the Lydian show. And, uh, uh, and that's where I am right now. <laughs> you know, a, a whole series of unadvisable, inadvisable things followed up with, uh, <laughs> followed up with 10-year-old Brandy that I shouldn't have before I started the show. But in any case, I'm not a, I'm not a mean drunk. So my mother feels, my mother saw me once when I came home, had a little too much to drink when I was like 17 and started sharpening my knives and then it made her nervous, right? So she was like, oh, you're a mean drunk. I'm not a mean drunk. I'm, I may say stuff that hurts your feelings. I may not be that kind of drunk. But believe me, I'm having a great time when I'm telling you stuff, right? <laughs> hey, hey, remember that time your wife cheated on you? And then you flipped out and they took you out to jail. Ah, ah, that was hilarious. No, man, that wasn't very funny. Okay, all right, okay. Um, so anyway, so here we are, 145, and uh, um, 145, and we're going to do a year, year and a roundup. Now, I wanted people to, uh, to DM me their picks for year-end uh, year treats. And so let's see. Um, and I, I haven't checked because I was on the Lydia show. And see, none of you have, have, uh, have picked anything. So it's, you've left the floor open. Susie Panga. Susie Panga uh, wanted herself. She didn't know what the categories were, but she wanted to nominate herself for, for 2020. So the year-end award for 2020, one of the year-end awards for 2020 goes to Susie Panga for being Susie Panga. Uh, I, I have another one. Go out to David Rodriguez. Many of you don't know who David Rodriguez is. David Rodriguez, David Rodriguez is the guy who gave us Koi, Couch of Insignificance. I think he and I, uh, I, I think he and I actually came up with we were working on um, uh, Dark Star. I, he may have had something to do with that. Lost in the supermarket. Um, and he came up with one the other day. That it, uh, and I, I should really, it came through on a Twitter machine. And David Rodriguez said he, it was great. It was Chris Weidman having, having a moment of clarity. The Gowlighter General having a moment of clarity. And in his moment of clarity, he said, hey, Hey, wait a minute. Hey, I think the I think the UFC, I think they're getting rid of the guys that they gotta pay a lot more money. And uh <laughs> it's Archer. <laughs> uh, uh, I think they're getting rid of the guys who, who they paid more money who've been around for a while and they like to I think they replace them with new guys, they don't have to pay as much money. I think that's what's going on. That's what the Gowlighter General said, and David Rodriguez followed up with Woodpile confessional. I was like, man, man, I couldn't. So he get David Rodriguez gets a David Rodriguez award for uh, coming up, uh, helping to come up with the with the uh, first to knuckle up, and now the showstopper glossary major contributor. Ian came up with the idea to have much like the military has rankings that the that that the lost battalion should have rankings. No, no, man. That's why Wyman keeps winning. <laughs> In this universe, Wyman's a winner. Uh, so, 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 so anyway, so, uh, so David Rodriguez, that is our, 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 our uh, is, is our first, is our, well, Susie Panga gets the award for Susie Panga, but since there was only one category for Susie Panga, and there is only one Susie Panga. The Susie Panga was a lock for that, so that's not a general award. But David Rodriguez contributed a lot to the to the to the, to the uh, Showstopper glossary and deserves deserves some some recognition. All right. Now, in, in the inside the world of, of MMA, inside uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, Tito is like you know the SS Nimitz, 
right? Tito Ortiz, like this. Like, you don't really remember who Nimitz is, but he's got a ship named after him, so he must have been somebody in the Lost Battalion. So Mr. Plandemic, if you haven't seen this thing, he was actually going to fight one of his constituents. He's like, this is not how political, it's like that Greek politician who was on one of these Sunday talk shows in Greece. And of course he was a, the fascist guy. Oh, you know, the new Golden Dawn party. And he slaps the, the, the commenter in the face. It's like, man, man, oh man. Why do we, how do we, I, it's like, you know, you must've been, it's like that time when I was in Saint-Étienne and I decided to go for a bicycle ride. And all of a sudden, all these French guys are giving me a hard look. So I'm like, French, I give them hard looks back, hard looks back, hard looks back. And I stopped the bike to adjust my bag or something. I look up and it's like, oh, this is a National Front headquarters. They just had a meeting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, you're not the only MMA guy who's thought about running for office. I thought about running for office plenty of times. But you know what? I, I, I was involved in politics in high school. You know what the number one thing is? It's really, really boring. Let me tell you, before you get when, before you get around to doing that, go get yourself a copy of Robert's Rules of Order for American Politics. Robert's Rules of Order. And you read that. If you can make it past the second page, God love you. Keep going. Keep going. It's a boring job. It's a boring job. But it's, so in the MMA world, in the MMA world, um, um, let, yeah, in the MMA world, let's start giving out awards. Because the MMA Awards show is coming up, and you know, you know, you know, this show will not be recognized, nor will anybody who's not a company person for real. So we have to have an alternative award show, and this is it. And I, if I had, if some of you could put some, to, to, to put the, the show stomper year end award show or something like that. Show stomper, show, 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 stop, show. Anyway, so um, I, I'm going to have to give um, Fighter of the Year. I gave you guys a chance. I gave you guys a chance to 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 to, to weigh in. You didn't, but as usual, with other people zig, we're gonna zag on this. So you might ex out of, out of the fighters of the year, who might you consider? You might say, well, Israel Izzy's had a pretty good year. Um, you know, Kevin Holland's had a pretty good year. You might just say, oh, you know, uh, uh, Davy Figs has had a pretty good year. You know, uh, I mean, there are a bunch of people. I can keep going down the list of people who've had. Valentina Sochenko has had a pretty good year. They've all had pretty good years. Um, that's fighter of the year in 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 showstopper terms. We're playing multi-level chess here. In, in showstopper terms, what I'm talking about when I say a fighter of the year is somebody. When I look at my fantasy MMA page, has got this locked from to to 2025. has got it locked that outside of being found, like that Louisiana politician said, outside of being found with a dead, you know, a dead girl or a live boy, that this person is a long-term lock. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, T-Wood. Sorry I laughed at that. That's not funny, T-Wood. <laughs> so um, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say right now, Fighter of the year, the guy who, who's got this, who's got this on lock to 2025. That outside of being found with like a live boy or a dead girl, or a dead girl, a live boy, I'm gonna have to give it to right now. Keep in mind, I'm thinking about a couple of different things. I'm thinking about remember the, the mo in, in MMA. If you can't make it in one division, you go to another. Can't make it in another, you bounce around. In terms of in, so. Who is dangerous in any 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 regard? It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. But I'm talking about inside and outside of the cage. Everything fighter of the year goes to Israel Adesanya. I, I had to stop you guessing. Yeah, yeah. Archer was getting guessing. I mean, is you can't the eagle. I don't know who that is anymore. He's some guy who once retired, yet is still in the, in the testing pool. Izzy, if you remember once, Nate Diaz had once said, um, you know, I'll fight you at light heavy. I'll fight you at middleweight. I'll fight you. And he wasn't joking. Diaz could fight in any. If you catch him walking around, at times when I've met him, he weighed as much as I did. 
Uh, back, I mean, back like I saw him in some jiu-jitsu competition. I'm like, it was 205. It's 205. Walking around easy. It was maybe more than that. He, Jake, and uh, uh, Nick and Nate and Jake, those guys, and even Gil walking around, Gil Melendez, these guys were not, they were, were wrestlers who got adept, well, you know, Jake and, and, and Gil, adept at losing lots of weight really fast, could do it. But Israel's got a number of different, he's got a number of different uh, fight categories. Um, and and he, he, he's, got, he's got that it quality. He's doing commercials down under. He's, uh, it's not, he's not, uh, it's like if Anderson Silva had a, had a, had a better command of the English language, all the upside of that presented, all the upside that presented, that, 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 that would be there. That would be there. Plus the guy, the guy's New Zealand has a handle, you know, on the English language, but also has got the connections to Africa. And so there's that whole, it's a multi-culti bonanza of identity jubilee garbanzo beans it's just it's a, a whole package of greatness if if um and if if you if you consider where if you consider the first time that johnny boney joni fucked up and how you felt like ah man i'm still a johnny boney joni fan but the upside the upside is not there I mean, you know, we love Tyson still. Tyson's retired. Tyson's retired. I mean, on this thing with Roy Jones, okay, whatever. The reality of it is, you know, it's harder to find boxing a guy who's had a good, healthy career, retires on his own terms, leaves it out on his own terms, and play, you know, if Johnny Boney Joni without the screw-ups, and those are character building, but to be expected from the, the kid of, of, a, of a minister, the guy's got the world's his oyster. I mean, look at the people who have made it in movies. Randy Couture, and I say made it in a, you know, small case M. Randy Couture. And I'm just talking about the people I've seen. Randy Couture, Keith Jardine, Chuck Liddell, T. Wood. Um, these are the people in major motion pictures that I've seen. Uh, uh, Gina Carano. Uh, uh, Rhonda, who's not very good. Um, sorry to add that. Sorry, she's not. Gina Carano can actually act, but uh, and now she's involved in acting, self-immolation for whatever reason. You gotta understand. You gotta understand. Tri-level chess-wise, somebody like a Tom Cruise isn't opening his mouth. Like I gave shit to Tom Cruise. I put him in the Lost Battalion on the last if the shoes fit for his outburst, and John Nash corrected me. He goes, "You don't understand." All the people in Hollywood love him for this because they're out of, if the set shuts down, they're out of work. So if he's flipping out, if a guy at the top is flipping out about trying to keep that set open and keep everybody employed, that guy gets love. That guy gets love. So, uh, gets, uh, gets love. And I was like, ah, but it doesn't matter because frankly, love is not what gets me to go to the theater or pay to see a Tom Cruise movie, but whatever, I get your point. So fighter of the year. Okay. MMA journalist uh, of the year. Um, MMA journalist of the year. <laughs> I know you might think that it would be me, but there's not a lot of journalism that goes into the show necessarily. I'm more of a commentator. No, 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 no. There are a lot of people out there. Look, it's a tricky, it's a tricky job to do, right? Let, 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 me, let, me, let, me give you, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. And I interview a big celebrity, right? I'm editor-in-chief of a, of, a, of a magazine, and I interview a big celebrity. And that big celebrity starts saying fucking shit, like just crazy shit during the interview. And I have to decide... I have to decide somewhere, do I print what this guy has said, journalist, because he said it, and I got the tapes to prove he said it, or do I, do I endear myself to Hollywood elite, play the game, you know, and not dirty my publication with the shit that he's spewing, even though it could, and I chose, of course, 
bingo, this one, you know. I mean, I wasn't good. I understood this one to be a sucker play. The guy was inducing me. He was inducing me to, 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 he was, he was, it was a dare. It was a very, it wasn't accidental. He laid it out there to see if I take it and I wouldn't take it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that 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 that, that is that, that is true. Now, what's confusing is, I actually make my salary on my tax forms. I am a journalist. Well, you know, when they tried to send me to Ferguson to cover the riots, I was like, "Get the fuck! Out. I'm not doing that." <laughs> I go out there with a pen and a, a, a steno pad and try to interview cops in the middle of people throwing bottles at them. Do you know what I look like? <laughs> At this point now, I'm 240 pounds. I'm not walking out there with a pen and a pad trying to get interview people, getting rocks thrown at them. No way. But I'll hang out with Billy Bob Thornton around his pool and interview him all day. All day. All day. All day. I'm glad to do this all day. So, I'm Jones. It came down to me between people who have access which means that they have somehow played the game successfully enough so that they're not persona non grata like what happened with Loretta Hunt and the bald one kind of disappeared her from the thing. She's doing great. She's a big fan. So uh, uh, access, continued access, but still able to tell truth to power in a way that power goes, okay, well, you know, so-and-so said it. And, and I was going to make it John Nash. Because the coverage that he's done about, about the finances connected to the UFSI has been great stuff. Hands down, great stuff. But that's, that's, it's been slow walked because it's in the courts. So you can't really. But in terms, of, in terms of being able to follow up, to be truthful, and to not get drawn into this pissing match with the bald one, I'm going to have to give it to Brett Akimoto. Sorry. Journalist of the Year, Brett Akimoto. Why? Because I can tell you, frankly, out of, out of the MMA pieces I've read this year, with, without, regard, without regard to preference, just like I'm reading and I look to see who wrote it, oh, it's Brett. And I'm agreeing and I'm liking it, oh, it's Brett. I don't know this guy face to face. I've never met him, never talked to him before, but my hat goes off. And he had competition. He had, he had uh, you know, I like Trent Ryan Smith, too. Yeah, they John too, but but Brett has got he's as close as you can get before you have to turn over, turn around and bend over for the ball. That's all I'm saying. At the end, we'll get to my category. So, uh, um, so now, uh, so we did one in, we did one inside the cage and one outside the cage. We'll keep on with that. Inside the cage. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Well, I guess I should because it, it's 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 all MMA. But let's uh, um, best fighter with without a penis. That's a nuanced way of putting it, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does look young. Uh, um, uh, best 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 fighter without a penis. Um, I, I nah nah I. You know, I'm a sucker. Like my friend who was undersecretary of defense for uh, George W. Bush said, Eugene's like a dog. You're nice to him. He's, he's yours forever. He forgot the corollary. You're not nice to him. And that's on your ass forever. So I'm going to have to go. She's nice to me. She's a, a, a friend of Ozzy. Uh, interviewed. I'm going to have to go with uh, Valentina Sanchenko. Now, I just said 2020. I know that 2020, I'm not talking about in perpetuity. Amanda has been very quiet in 2020. She's got the kid thing, you know. So so I'm going to have to go. What what she did after the first round against Andrade, when she made those adjustments and then punished her for the entire rest of the time, my new, it's like I look at that stuff and I know, I know that I could not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I could not do that. And and the whole story, you know, uh, interviewed her for the piece for Ozzy. Um, 
even though they changed my headline, uh, which I'm still sore about. Uh, uh, won't get into that. This is not. This is not Festivus. This is. I'm not going to air grievances. This is just so. Uh, um, so outside the cage. Um, <laughs> uh, ring girl. Put the stupid outside the cage category. It's like you do. Aren't there other categories outside the cage? What about woman behind the microphone who covers MMA? Oh, okay, we could do that because I don't have any. I'm I'm blanking on ring girls anyway. I, I was gonna name Amber, but she was a ring girl like ages ago, and that's because I have a personal history. You know what I mean? Post fight presser shooting the like smoky looks across the room. Amber's looking at me. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. I go, okay, here's my chance. I'm going to walk on up. Against Amber, I'm going to say something. Amber, I'm going to like it. And I start to, so, uh, hey. Uh, and Tim Sylvia swoops in and was like, literally, ah! <laughs> Eugene out of frame. <laughs> Eugene out of frame. No, I don't go. I don't. Uh, the whole ring girl thing, I don't, I'm not digging on that. That's it. I'm not buying on that. Like Steve Tyler once said, you know, he goes, I ain't got all the groupies in the world. But sometimes it's the waitress at Hobie's. I was like, yeah, waitress at Hobie's. I got you. I know. Uh, being Oxbow, I know. You go, whatever. But we're, this is a sideline. This is, a, I'm not, we're not talking about something else here. So um, uh, I will have to give you, I said it last week. If you were paying attention, you heard me say, so we've got Heidi. Anadrol, which is a great steroid. <laughs> yeah, Elias Theodoro. <laughs> I, could, I, could go, I could go long for that one. <laughs> Elias Theodoro. So we got, we got uh, uh, Heidi Anadrol, which is a great steroid. I know that's not her last name, but every time they say her name, I think of it. We got Karen. What's her name? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, I like her. I like her a lot. Karen, uh, the kind of biracial chick with the curly hair. Bryant, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Karen Bryant, so we got Karen Bryant, we got uh, um, Anna Drawl, we got uh, who's a, who, uh, Megan O'Leavy, um, and, and uh, um, uh, Sanko, and, uh, and then we've got Loretta Hunt is out of the game for a long time. Um, I, th- I think that's pretty much uh, about it. I, I, you know, don't hold me to this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get pissed off. I could be, yeah, no, she, Brooklyn's a ring girl, but um, I'm going to have to go, and this is a weird pick for me. And it's just like, I don't know if you ever, none, I'm sure zero of you, zero of you remember uh, Skull Game. And so I had this riff on Skull Game, which I wrote as the character Vinnie Rose. Um, I, I had this riff on Skull Game of, uh, of uh, somehow I got obsessed with Jan- Jennifer Aniston, but not real. Okay, yeah, okay, Getz does not real, like not like it's not like a man. Oh yeah, ooh, like a lot. Hear a lot of people talking about Scarlett Johansson. Ooh, I don't, I don't have celebrity crushes, right? So it's like I ooh, fuck that. But you know, but I just Jennifer. I just started thinking like Jennifer Aniston, man. I, I, you know, I'd like to hit her in the head with a ball peen hammer and. And just put her in the trunk of my car. She's so cute. Why would you? America's sweetheart. Why would you? And it just became a continuing riff on Skull Game. <laughs> so, you know, you take all this kind of good-natured stuff about how she's so wholesome and America's sweetheart and then mix it up with this really kind of strange, psychotic say It was just, it was a funny, funny thing to me. And I hadn't had that feeling until just recently. And I was like, look at Laura Sanko. Ah, she's, she's actually pretty good at what she does, but, but look at her. Look at that. I really like her. She's standing there, just, you know, doing the deal and, you know, got the, you know, you can tell she like actually thought about the stuff that she's going to wear, which is a, and then somehow I'm like on, on Instagram and Instagram says, hey, look at this, something you might be interested in. And there's Laura Sanko's page and it's got like 275,000 people. Following. Now I'm not going to follow Laura. Exactly. Who? I'm not going to follow Laura Sanko. But in, in the few moments that I've seen Laura Sanko, I was like, Hey, nice to see you, Eugene. You know, you, it's like, okay, you gave it to Brett because he's doing hard-hitting stories, and, and you're doing it for Laura Sanko just because you get a good feeling about her, and I'm going to go, yeah. Yeah, it's MMA we're talking about. What do we give a shit? <laughs> this is not rocket science. This is a third world politics. This is MMA, whatever. Laura Sanko. 
I'm not calling her a journalist. I'm just saying person behind the mic without a penis who I enjoy. You get the SS award for that. Yeah, Sanko, that's what you get. That's what you get. You have been recognized by none other than the pedjandrum from Showstopper. That should mean something. All right, so I'm not gonna go through the weight categories because that's absolutely pointless. Um, comeback stories, this, is, this one is predictive. I guess now I shouldn't do that. Let's 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 stick to see. It's the it's the it's the, it's the stuff talking. So yeah, I'm sure this is a good one. We're good for my anus. So let's. Uh, what do you have? I feel like I'm at the Overlook Motel. What do you have? Ah, where you been? <laughs> um. So. Uh, I know I, I want to come back story of the year. I'm going to call my shot for 2021 this year. The award for comeback story of the year 2021. I'm going to call it in 2020. And you'll understand what I mean. Because I've been thinking about this. Actually, I've been thinking about it coherently before I got into the, uh, the Gorby stuff. Gorbachev. Um, I think this is somebody who this is somebody who Pretty much, let me let me explain to you what that is. When we think about comebacks of 2021, we have people who are poised to actually do do so. Uh, Conor McRapist. It was announced that his wife is pregnant. He's got another kid com coming on the way. Um, his wife has got way. He's got a fight scheduled in March. Uh, um. He's got a, 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 a fight scheduled in March. His wife has got another kid. He, if he does the last five minutes of The Godfather with his three outstanding sexual assault, I don't care what you have to pay. If this were, if the shoes fit or it, uh, if I did it on that show, I would say I don't care what you have to pay. Between now and you, when that fight happens in March, you you bury. You bury these charges by paying these people off. The sexual assault, the, the rape charge, sexual assault charge, the exposure charge. I'm guessing you already paid off the old man who you punched in the face in the bar. That's the example, I mean, of somebody who's poised. Who is poised for, uh, um, for a comeback. That's why, that's why it's in this year that I'm calling my shot, and that's why it's for next year. Johnny Boney Joni. Not like he's had any trouble, but he's been at contratops with uh, uh, the bald one over pay and division, and that looks like it's getting settled. I've, I've suggested often that he could solve his problems by leaving, by leaving uh, 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 New Mexico and going to Los Angeles, where they account for behaviors like that. In case now everybody's locked down, easier to find. I, you know, I don't know. These are these are the examples of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about comeback stories. Somebody just mentioned Kevin Lee. Ke Kevin Lee's top side is not enough to justify calling his story a comeback story. Kevin Lee wins a few more fights. Kevin Lee loses a fight here, wins a few more fights. Kevin Lee is not any. I don't care how often he's making that sign. I don't know how often he's making that sign around his, but he shouldn't be. So I'm going to have to give the comeback story of the year the come if, because you can feel the world wants to forgive this guy so much, so much, so much. The world wants to forgive this guy so much that if he gets his house right, they will do so. He may still rule himself out for an appearance on Fallon. He may still rule himself out for a, 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 a you know, Kimmel or all the stuff that was fed at him before. But I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, comeback story of 2021. Well, the thing is, under normal circumstances, McRapist would be a lock for this would be a lock for this. 
But a couple of things. He's not going to pay the money. He's not going to admit fault. And he's going to hope that this shit disappears. One thing that about saying something like Mike Tyson, you can always point back to the fact that Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist and he served his time for convicted rape. He served his death to society. He is still in perpetuity a convicted rapist, whether or not you believe the veracity of charges, but the reality of it is due to serve his time. You, you have your right to not be a fan, but he's owned up to what he's done. So, um, um, so, so uh, uh, I'm going to have to end. Johnny Boney Joni, again, there's, there, there is, a, is a ceiling. Glover Teixeira might be. He hasn't had problems outside the cage, but he's getting older, but he's poised to maybe to legitimately make, make this. But comeback story of the year, I'm going to give it to GSP. No, 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 he wasn't gone. And Gano's got a great upside. And Gano's got a great upside. He's and they finally gave him the fight that he wanted. He's got a fight coming up in March, right? So they, gave, I think they said him and Stipe. That I did, I could have read that or hallucinated it. But I'm going to go with GSP. <clears throat> GSP. The fact that we keep hearing GSP, the fact that we keep hearing about GSP, means that GSP still wants to be heard about. The fact that we keep hearing about GSP means that GSP still wants to be heard about. The fact that I think he's in the testing pool, I think means he still wants to be heard about. I think that GSP is, in actual fact, a hardcore martial artist. I think the sport doesn't care. He doesn't care about the sport. He doesn't care about the entertainment portion. He, can't, he in the spirit of which like guy like Eddie Goldman was first attracted to it, where it became this you know, this Chautauqua of people kind of talking about martial arts and techniques and all this stuff. I think, I think that like GSP watches and pays attention. I think he watches or pays attention, but all of the, the business stuff, GSP has got more money than he needs. Many of you don't know this. He's already got a family. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I've never seen him with a woman in public before. Make your, make your own conclusions. Don't know. Don't know, but he's waiting and he's waiting. And like when George H.W. Bush announced Dan Quayle, he goes, when you hear it, when you hear it, you'll know it was the most perfect choice ever. When you hear the fight that's suggested for GSP, and it's got to be this year because next year GSP will have aged out and it'll be like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're probably still okay, but this year, poised, come back. Because we're still hearing about uh, uh, Khabib. The only reason we keep hearing about a guy, because it's like, you know who you don't hear about too much anymore until a couple of weeks ago? Matt Wyman, right? See what I'm saying? One of those names where you hear, you go, oh, dark stuff. Whoa. 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 Yeah, I remember that guy. So uh, GSP, he will come out. Any time, any fight that he has in 2021 that he chooses to take, that they give him that he chooses to take, is specifically going to be a barn burner legend fight for the ages. See, he comes back against Khabib. He comes back against um, who does he come back at? He's got a couple. He goes back against Khabib. He comes back with Izzy. He's the Joker in your deck. If he, if if say Izzy loses his fight against Blahovitz, therefore being done in in light heavy or less vital in a matchup with Johnny Boney Joni, you'd pay to see Izzy against GSP. Hmm. Uh, yeah, correct. Number GS. So GSP, GSP is that eleven card that goes with everything. He goes with a Usman. He goes with a Israel. He goes with a a, a, a Khabib. He, he he any anybody. He's he 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 is in a great position. That's my award. 
comeback story of 2021, GSP called my shot in 2020. Yeah, Crappington. <laughs> yeah, Crappington would be so lucky. Would be so lucky. No, and because, you know, and GSP also would never put himself in a situation with Crappington because clearly all that stuff, all that stuff, he didn't like. Didn't like all that stuff, all that talking and the, the, the begging, all that stuff that Crappington would bring to bear. He's just, I, I, I'm, You've seen the picture of me and GSP hanging out. I feel like I know the guy to a certain extent. I'm telling you no. All right? So what, what's, what's left? <laughs> Let's go back to media. Commentator of the year. Well, uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think we're going to have to give that uh, to me. <laughs> Sorry, hands down, hands down, hands down, me, hands down. So, um, um, I could go into the reasons why. I'm kind of like, I, I look at myself as like the kind of um, what a, a uh, what Joe, whole Joe game used to do. Now, Ho Jogain has got himself in a position where it's increasingly difficult um, to speak truth to power. Right? Increasingly difficult to speak truth to power. Almost impossible. Right? Almost impossible. Almost impossible. Almost impossible to speak truth to power. Can't. Can't be taking that check and going in there and saying any of that stuff. We can't. And now he's got the 130 mil from Spotify, and he's real, realizing that there's certain, they call them golden handcuffs for a reason, but there are limitations to that. So, what made Hojogain entertaining and, and accessible and fun before is because you got the sense that this guy, like the Cabaret Voltaire record said, the last truly free voice in America, despite my detractors. Who confused me with some kind of a journalist? I believe I am the last truly free voice in America. The last one. Uh, now, and, and I mean that in a, in a lot of in a lot of in a, in a lot of very special kind of ways, right? Like, you remember those of you who have listened to the show long enough remember me whispering darkly about forces at work to try to kill, uh, knuckle up, and that there was uh, coming under a lot of pressure. Look, do you, you know professionally how I've destroyed myself with this show? <laughs> um, uh, you know, you, 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 you do realize, I, like, I just decided to embrace it. Google has made it impossible, like any potential employer – from a babysitter to a lawnmower, just to I had a dog trainer who typed my name in Google, and they're like, "I'll meet you outside." Well, the dog is inside. You no, know, just bring the dog outside. <laughs> they don't want to come in the house. Her husband sat in the car. <laughs> so, so, so I, I can't get in, still can't get into specifics about the dark forces at work making the show difficult. Threatening, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't talk about that right now. I will talk about it at some point in the future. But in other words, you do something dull or dangerous in a daring fashion, you get style points for that. And this entire show is a tribute to it. You know, tribute to it. I can't think of anybody who's gambled more for, here, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine flew 6,000 miles to have sex with a woman who stood him up. Now, many of you would laugh at that guy, but I'm going to give that guy an award because that guy was, a, that was like, that's damn the torpedoes. You know, sex, you know, sexually, it's fungible. You know, he could, he could easily have had sex with somebody 
in his own house, maybe. But not this guy. Right? So nobody, nobody that you could think of has gambled more and gotten less in return <laughs> for doing for doing something for the, the the pure distillation of joy. It makes me happy. It, it, exactly. That's why I say he's better than the guy who didn't go. It makes me happy. And you all fundamentally enable it. So you have voted on the side of joy versus pragmatic practicality. And nobody who is who is smart necessarily always votes for joy. But it, this is a difference between a happy me and an unhappy me. And I'm going to vote on it every fucking time. I pay attention to the sport. Why wouldn't I want to talk about the sport? And if, and if I'm talking about something else other than the sport, it's because the sport has earned that. But all this fake shit that people want need to do now, what kind of people, this is the thing, you realize now that we have had how many generations of presidents who have all been drug or alcohol users or had been involved in outre sexual activity. At this point now, everyone, I, look, Carter talked about sinning in his heart. He appeared in Playboy magazine, but pretty much George W. Bush with the coke and the alcohol, and the Obama with the with the weed, and the and then the, the Bill Clinton with the weed and the sex, and the and then the and then the you know Trump with the sex and the I guess he's a teetotaler, but you know what I mean. Realness, realness. So you know, uh, uh, but in this position, you know, you got. Who, who are these people? Who are these people that can run for office and have nothing on their record, just perfection? And it's like, you know, okay, uh, you know, uh, Pete, you got to understand, as a two hundred and forty pound African American guy who does mixed martial arts or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you know, they, 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 they look for reasons to not want to give you a play. Yep, they look for reasons. They look for reasons to not to, to they go, let them look for those reasons. Let them go. Oh, this guy's. When I went to work for EQ Magazine as editor in chief of a music magazine, I've been doing music since 1980, and they said, "Well, let me do some a public relations thing. Let me type his name in and see what comes up on Google." And the clip from Music for Adults, the first Oxbow documentary, came up, and everybody was panicked. Oh my God, this guy in a band, this guy in a band who's been involved in music, <laughs> the kid is here. <laughs> she doesn't know whether to smile or not. This guy in the band who's been involved in music would be our editor in chief. What a scandal! They're looking for who are they going to get? They want to get some 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 third, second or third level engineering jockey who's engineered second engineer on a couple audio sessions, and he's going to be the guy that's going to be the editor in chief of your publication. That would make you happy. I guess we are airing grievances. Sorry. The point is. The point is, commentator of the year, if, if the MMA awards were worth a damn, would have gone to a guy like me a long time ago. But, of course, you know, they don't want me to. Uh, and it's because of Oxbow that folks in Ireland are saying, hey, Eugene, you know, you know what's happening over here with McAnal? You know what's going on? With That's how I found that out. I got spies. People tell me stuff. I hear things. All right. Now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. There's gotta be a way. We kind of reverse engineer this thing. And I, I, most shameless douchebag of the year, show stomper award. And keep in mind, this is not a negative thing, <laughs> necessarily. Always, the most shameless. I mean, if if you can be, if you have somehow succeeded in making being a douchebag pay. I love you. I love you. The most shameless douchebag, like, for example, uh, shameless douchebag award might have gone at one time to say somebody like a Bjorn Rebney. A Bjorn Rebney, Bjorn Rebney maybe would have been, 
but he got outplayed. And I don't know where Bjorn Rebney is. <laughs> the kid is looking. <laughs> She's laughing at me from the floor. This is great. I don't know where Bjorn, Bjorn Rebney is. Shameless douchebag of the year. Yeah, some of you will call my shot for me. You know, uh, um, you know, I'm gonna have to give it right now to the bald one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Perry White. What's his name? Uh, Dana Gould. What is the Dana, what? Dana Dana White. That guy. Yeah, the bald one, aka the bald one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to him because this last speech he gave was it was like it was like you gotta understand he's looking at a table full of sausages right he goes all in on trump trump loses and he's like keep in mind if you don't think these guys think this let me remind you the story of the crazy russian israeli multimillionaire who got me to start skull game and the reason why he eventually sold sold skull game back to me is because he goes, he spent a lot of time making fun of Arnold. They go, Arnold's great to make fun of. It's really funny. And he's like, he's like, you can't. And I go, what do you mean you can't? I go, well, fuck that guy. He goes, he's going to end up governor of the state of California, and then I'm going to be fucked. I go, I get out of here. What did Arnold's got? And he was right. And it's not like then the governor kind of, but he was concerned not just about SkullGame.com, this small, very small slice of the pie. He was concerned about his business in total. Can't have it. Sold it back to me. Now you can make as much fun of Arnold as you want. He just decided to not go there. The bald one, what does he do? End of the year video, doubles down. Doubles down. Doubles down in a scenario where he's not budging off of the 17% that he gives to the fighters. Doubles down in an environment where he's still buying houses and doing and doing and racking up the bucks for himself. Doubles down in, in, in an environment where they, they're still in court and it, it doesn't look good for the UFC. Doubles down. He's not a casino guy in his blood. Cardio kickboxing instructor, but what this is, and so I don't remember it was Nate or somebody, Alexi, somebody put their finger on it. He said, this is an opportunity for him to emerge as a guy, as, as just the guy with a good idea that the Fertitas put over the top. See, well, do you think he'll run in 2024? I go, I don't think that. Why? Because being the CEO of, of the UFSI has got to be more fun. Than, than being the president of the United States. And he's smart enough to know the difference. But this was a master class in shameless douchebaggery and hats off to you. It goes to the bald one for 2020. I can't I, argue with me. Pick somebody else. I don't see it. I don't see, in other words, I don't see somebody who's had more to gamble, gambled it, and walked away with, 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 with sausages accrued, accreted in as great a number as this guy. I can't, I can't think of anybody. You know, I, I talk shit on the guy, but we've done a lot of shows sympathy for the bald one. I, I just, I gotta, I can't, I can't think of anybody who's played their deficits to as much profit as he has. Yep, yep, yep. It's gotta be. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's really, it's really got to be. So, uh, and, so Shane was doing, and, and, and uh, I don't, I don't care about the fight of the year. I don't care about the submission of the year. Um, I, I, I don't care about uh, all sort of stuff that other people focus on. I don't care about the ring girl, or the ring boy. I guess I'm joking. I, you know, um, but there. There is one thing as we end up that I, that I think that uh, that um, that I think should be noted. And I said this wasn't going to be the area of grievances. <laughs> and I'm going to have a few more as I uh, tie on the outside. I'm going to be the area of grievances. 
but I'm going to have to, this is the person who has most aggressively chafed my hide in 2020. Now, you might think I'd pick Luke because of the reason, like I said, hey, Luke, you should have me on your show while we were live on the air. And he was like, shit. <laughs> no, no, no. And I still like Luke. You think that would be him? No. Nah. You think that would be the lawyers from CBS who called me um, uh, uh, and tried to tried to get tough and muscle me off of off of uh, uh, public claims I made about uh, my friend Scott Coker, who I've written about before for Ozzy as my friend. <laughs> No, you might think Kevin McInnes, who I interviewed for the, the, the piece I wrote, uh, When Did He Lose His Mind for Ozzy. Um, but uh, no, 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 not him. Most aggressively chafed my hide. Even the Proud Boys who wrote me. You know what? One thing you got to realize in the comments, it's my job to be in the comments if it's connected to an Ozzy article. So I'll keep writing back and forth to you ever because that's what they want us to do. That's what I get paid for. But so all those proud voice cats that came at me via the, the Gavin piece, and I we talked back and forth and back and forth, and finally reached some sort of un, under understanding. Finally, some understanding. So whatever, most aggressively chafed my hide. Now keep in mind, this doesn't have to be a person that I have that I have deep personal connections with. It could be a person or a concept. Uh, Brendan Schaub is too easy. He's a non-factor. He's just what we call in the business a self-correcting problem. All right? A self-correcting problem. That's Brendan Schaub. You, you've been see up his stand-up lately? No, me neither. You listen to his show lately? Me neither. But but the most the thing that's most aggressively chafed my hide. In 2020, oh, sorry, not 2021. In 2020. Oh, you expected me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering here on the edge of something that's just going to, you know, the, not put the stick it in the pot and stir, stir it in the pot and stick it. In the... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the, safe, the, the safer choice. All right. I think that's most of. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, you know, like who is it? Uh, Eric Martin once said he was like, man, like when he was talking about the, the problem I had with the Sklar brothers. I don't know if you know who they are, and I, I posted recently about the Sklar brothers. He goes. Yeah, on the one can, Eugene, that's kind of thin-skinned. You call, talk about the guy's fat fucking gut, you know. But on the other hand, you should be more adept at not stepping on your own dick. And I was like, man, that's kind of like my brand now. But, you know, my wife was like, you can't, you know. Uh, she just says two words to me, George Clooney. Like the time when I shot down George Clooney a as the lead, when I had a serious team of people wanting to make a movie out of my book, A Long Slow Screw. And they said, George Clooney. I go, George Clooney? The fuck is that guy? Who's that guy? He's done nothing but ER. What I don't I liked his aunt more than I liked him. Yeah, I said that. I also shot down the director. They wanted Steven Soderbergh. I go, what has that guy done? Sex lies and videotape. Forget about it. Give me somebody else who's good. So I gotta listen to <laughs> internet. That shit's like ham radio. That's fly by night. That thing will be gone tomorrow. Nobody's going to do that. You know, I went to math and science high school. In high school, they said, in the future, everybody's going to have computers in their home. I go, oh, sure. I'm going to have a big bank of computers in my home so I can figure out what to eat for dinner. Yeah, well. So, yeah, I I'm not going to. Okay, now I'm going to. Sorry, sorry. Gets is right. Wife is right. Uh, it was consistently chafed my hide. Oh, I'm gonna cheese ball it. I'm I'm gonna have to give it to to um, to a certain category of 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 um, oh god 
I, I don't know how, how, how to, um, how about, how about this? I'm going to give it to, um, <laughs> centrist, centrist politician. Yeah. Yeah. I'm weaseling out. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, not going to, I'm not going where I was going to go with it. I'm going to go with the centrist, centrist, uh, uh pol politics and politicians and, and, uh, um, it, it, it gets, I'm trying to put your German sentence in there, but it won't let me do it. Um, uh, because it, it, it's set for multiple language and it knows that Schwanz is a German word for penis. So it won't, it won't do it. <laughs> um, so, so now nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Whitfield. Like I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I gotta still stop. That's my resolution for 2021. No more self-sabotage outside of this show. This show is my single act of self-sabotage. There will be no others. So, so let's just give it to centrist politicians and, and leave it there. Thank you for listening. You guys live from last week to this week. Uh, apparently so did I. Uh, um, um, yeah, but, you know, and I'm talking about centrist on the right and the left. That's why it's such a cheeseball pick, you know. It's like uh, you know, the machine, the establishment, and I don't have I don't the, the Tea Party guys. I don't have too much time for the neocons. I don't have too much time for, and in the, these these Trump backers who are lunatics, I don't have this much time for. But whatever, I, I you know, it's just hey, look, hey, hey, drinks for all my friends. Thank you for 2020 for listening for this long. Let's have a happy, health, healthy, helpful 2021. Uh, um, um, you know, don't kill anybody else unless you have to. Don't kill yourselves. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, what day is next Sunday? I don't, I, I don't, is what day, what's the date on next Sunday? Somebody's gonna tell me what the date is. What is it? It's just no, next, next Sunday. My research staff, <laughs> what is it? The third. So next Sunday, so third, we will be through New Year's Eve. We'll be into 2021. Everybody should live third. We'll see you then. Until then, you know what I say? Outside of drinks for all my friends, I say, look what you made me do! Ah!